Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode 60. Woo. Woo-hoo. I mean, you're halfway to 60, so that's good. Yes. Very relevant. Thank you. Happy belated birthday. Thank you so much. I forgot to say it on the last episode, but we do get to start this episode with it was it ended up being a surprise. It was a total surprise. Oh, not your birthday. Your birthday was a surprise party. Oh, yeah. But there was a surprise little gift for you. The surprise party? No. That you watched Ted Lasso? That is that uh, is the surprise ooh. gift. Um, so Jack texted me and he was like, what's our Apple ID? And it took all my energy not to lose my mind because I knew what that meant. Like he's only asking for Apple for Ted Lasso. Because I'd finished Kim's Convenience, needed a new show, and my girlfriend did it, was reluctant, but did agree, and we're a season in, and can you not hear? I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like you wouldn't have been able to have this conversation <laughs> if you couldn't hear me. I know, but then I was wondering, can I just hear you because you're across from me, or can I hear you in my headphones? Well, can you hear yourself? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> okay. There you go. In the headphones. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So yeah, watch Ted Lasso kind of flew through season one in about two days and tell me jack it is it is everything i wanted it to be i know it is like one of the best shows like it's it's like well like i've heard it i've heard it described a lot of ways adult care bears a warm a warm hug it's um like i don't know how sunshine on a cloudy day yeah, like I don't know how. So we know someone, right? Like dads. It's like a, an acquaintance. I wouldn't say it's a friend. Like it's not even someone I really know. Yeah. I think I've met him once. Anyways, he was away for a boys weekend a few weeks ago. And this one guy was like, I don't like the show. And I wish I knew him because I need to understand what he doesn't like. Like I just need to understand because nobody that I know, and I know a lot of people that have watched it, nobody everybody loved it yeah it's it's kind of impossible not to like like ted himself well how do you not he's so positive and lovely and yeah and everyone even if they're not good characters they have redeeming qualities like they have things that you do start to like about them or there's involvement of that i don't know like to me it's just it was just so well done and it's going to be sad when because they're only doing one more season so it's gonna be sad thank you for watching it well, I mean, I should be thanking you because I, I know you were on me about watching it. The only reason I didn't watch it was just because I don't like jumping in between shows. Right, right, right. And that's fair for sure. Um, but it was one of those ones that I was like, but I just need you to be on the same page as me. Um, right? Like, yeah. I was just like, please just watch the show. I pulled a you very early in the season. I don't want to give it away for anyone that hasn't watched it, but... There is uh, a lingering romantic relationship. Yes. That in like episode two, I was like, this is happening. Right. Like it's right. Almost guaranteed. And it takes probably halfway through the season, yeah. maybe late into season one yeah. for it to happen. But it's everything, though. Yeah. It's it's just the best. I don't know. I love it. It will be one of those shows that I can just rewatch when I'm just it makes me happy. Like we had because we've had the last two weeks with Meg's surgery and stuff like that. If there's like a day like you know, Dad and I are like, let's sit down and watch something. It, that is the show I want because it's just going to make me happy. It makes me feel good and happy. And who doesn't want to feel like that? I will say the beginning of season two, the first episode was not not the greatest. Didn't catch you? I don't no. remember because we just kind of watch. Like, yeah. I, I don't, again, don't want to say what it was about. Right. But there was an unnecessary storyline that was oh, okay. not positive to an otherwise positive character. Oh, okay. So you're going to have to tell me off. Because I don't really yeah, remember. Yeah, I will. Um, I guess that pretty much answers how you're doing. Yeah. You guys threw me a nice surprise party. I was very, very surprised. I had just come back from the gym. And there were people in my house. And balloons and charcuterie boards and happy birthday signs. And I was so shocked. And which then in hindsight, when you start thinking back to things, I'm like, why did you come out to help me with like, you knew I was going to nature's symposium like after workout, but you didn't know, like I only had two bags. Like usually you're helpful with groceries, but only if you know I'm doing like a big grocery. So all of a sudden you're out at the car and I'm like, what are you doing? That's so weird. Whatever. Like it's those things that you, 
but you don't put it together fast enough, right? Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure if you rewatch, because there is a video of you reacting to it, I'm pretty sure you just keep saying, what is this? What is this? <laughs> what is this? What is this? Because you see like, okay, there's stuff on the tables. Okay, what's on the wall there? And then as you walk around a corner, there's a bunch of people to surprise you. Yeah, it was really great. I was really happy. It's not at all how I thought my weekend was going to go. I had very low expectations for my birthday just because of everything that's gone on in the past few weeks. So I had very low expectations. So it was a really nice surprise. And it was a fun night. Like, it was just fun to have a couple of drinks. Again, I haven't done that in a long time. So couple? Yeah. A couple of bottles. Yep. Yeah. There we go. That's, there we go. That's the right answer. There's accurate. Played some games. Watched a little Ted Lasso. Like, it was a perfect night. It was good. How are you, Jack? I'm good. I mean, I like it. We are going to talk about it for our movie challenge, but I just I feel like I need to express the joy that being back in the Star Wars world makes me. Right. Because like that is just like my childhood. Like as soon as I hear that song, even though it's a different key than what it is now, like it does sound different. Yeah. It was just like it was a warm hug. Right. Right. To be watching Star Wars again. And it makes me want to go back and watch through everything. All, all of them. Yeah. It was funny because when I told dad what our two movies were this week, he was like, huh, okay. He doesn't rewatch movies, but these two, he was on board and watched both of them with me, which I was shocked because. Well, it, Star Wars is about as little shock as possible. Well, yeah. I mean, it's his favorite. It's the only one he will, but then one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He was like right in there too. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was fun because he doesn't rewatch really movies, so it's kind of fun to rewatch them. Yeah, uh, I guess so. We are we already said our two movies, Star yeah. Wars. I'm interested. Do you still call it just Star Wars, or do you call it Star Wars: A New Hope? I just call it Star Wars because to me, I know it's the fourth installment, um, but I just think of it as the first still, right? Because it's the first one that came out. Yeah, talk about genius, though, eh? What a genius! And still, I well, we'll wait, and then I. Calling it One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, I feel like, is too long. Yeah. I feel like because before it was originally just called One Flew Over. Right. I guess maybe that just doesn't explain enough. Like, where are you flying? Are you flying over the moon? Are you flying over... Like, right? It's, like, too... Like, in, is the word ambiguous? Like, it's too broad, yeah. right? So... So, those are our two movies, and then we have a new segment called Rated. Yeah, you're really good at coming up with segments. Thank God. Because <laughs> I'm not. And we're going to rate uh, TV comedies. Yes. Yes. We have about, what, 15 to go I over? I think so. Something like that. Because we have a couple that, like, one has watched, but the other hasn't. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to say let's start with the older movie. Okay. We're going to start with 1975's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, directed by Milos Forman, which this isn't the first time we've seen him in the Top 100 Movie Challenge. Okay. It was Amadeus. Oh, nice. He's, he's the director. So uh, this tells the story of... Wow, I cannot read my handwriting. Randall? Randall McMurphy? Yeah, they yeah. Just call him it's McMurphy. because Randall's spelt funny, though. That's why. It's not like a right, like, or not funny, but not in the typical way. Oh, I see. I just, my, like, N, D, just kind of, and the A kind of <laughs> looks like an O. Uh, he gets moved from a prison farm, like a work farm. Yes. To a ward for mentally unstable. He must rise up against Nurse Ratched. Yeah. She's she's awful, eh? She's, but like the she's name just fits so well. It does. She's just like the worst. I love. Um, so I hadn't seen this movie in a really really long time, and I remember key points about it. But then going back and watching it again, like it just. Um, he's just. Uh, there's just nobody better than him in this movie. Like again, The Shining and this. Like he is really. Um, He's above and beyond any of the, you know, actors. And then I, I always, when I'm watching it, try and think of, like, who else could do this role. And it's just any role he does, it's like, I don't think anyone else can do it. Like, I just think he's he's that person, right? Um, but I love that he comes into this ward and we get to meet all these men. And he brings so much joy. And he's just a shit disturber. And he's funny. And he... I don't know. I think it's what the ward needed. Like, was just a bit of life brought back into it. Instead of them all sitting in there, staring at a TV and, you know, taking all those pills that God only knows, right? What yeah. they're giving them. But my favorite scene in the movie is when they go fishing. So, yeah, that is, like, in the... Like, it's very early on you can see this rivalry, the order of Nurse Ratched versus the chaos that yeah. McMurphy brings in. And I love it. He just steals a bus. 
Yeah. And you think like, okay, he stole a bus. He's going to break them all out and he's going to send them on their merry way. He's like, no, we're going fishing. We're just going fishing for the day. And I just, I love this because I feel like it happens a lot more in TV where like you have these people of like, oh yeah, I'm, uh, we're from the ward. Uh, I'm Dr. This, this is Dr. That. And they're all like right. nodding and looking <laughs> responsible. And then they just steal the boat. Yeah. Cause the guy's trying to say like, you can't have this boat. And he's like, no, no, we work here. And this is Dr. So-and-so and Dr. So-and-so. And right. Like, so it's just funny because he's like, we're just going to get on the boat. We're just going to go fishing for the day with little, was it Candy? I can't remember her name anyways. There was a little Chiquita with them. Yeah. But it was like, it was the, what I love about the scene is, you know, he's trying to like the guy who he gets to like, um, drive, uh, drive the boat and he gives them so much confidence and he gives them a bit of like life back in them. Right. Mm-hmm. And just being out on the water and, they all catch fish and it's just such a great scene. Like he just, he bonds them and stuff, right? It's a movie that I thought was way more like a psychological thriller. Right. But it's, it kind of feels like a comedy. It does. It kind of feels like, like, I wonder what it's, do you want to look that up of like what it's categorized as? Because like, as I was watching it, I'm like, Oh, I thought this was going to be way more, way more towards the shining. Right. Right. Like a descent into madness but it was just it was the opposite it was someone fighting for their freedom yeah and really are they were they crazy or were they you know like that's kind of was the question I kept coming up with was like are they really like crazy so it's rated a drama comedy drama it says Hmm. so it says like drama slash comedy drama I think that's that's fair yeah because it's definitely a drama like there's some drama stuff but it is it does have a bit of lightness. I like when he, in the very beginning, he really, when he first gets there, he wants to watch the World Series. And he is, like, trying to get everyone to vote to, like, put up their hands so they can change it. Because Nurse Ratchet, Nurse, Nurse Ratchet will not let them change the order of the day. And so he's begging them. And it's, like, those small things of, like, why wouldn't you do that for them? Right? Like, it's so hard to watch her because she's such a controlling bitch. Like... <laughs> She's not like, yeah, I want you guys to be happy. Like, yeah, that sounds great. You know, like she's the total opposite. She's so mean, right? Yeah. And she puts herself so far above them. Yeah. And she thinks that she's doing good, I think. Like, I don't I don't know if she's like an intentionally I'm being mean. I think she actually thinks like, no, I'm doing good for them or something. Right. Yeah. Well, probably my favorite part of chaos is when they're playing monopoly right and then he just starts spraying everybody <laughs> with the water yeah like it it's scenes like that that just it's just a weirdly feel good story right at times yeah because then at other times there's an escape plan that mm-hmm. i'm getting out and he, the, all this plan is in motion but then now nah, let's drink let's party let's party and it's just such a like defeated feeling when they just like lock the window back up yeah and he's just failed yeah he should have left right yeah um this was danny devito's first ever acting i know job. we were watching we were, we were like that's danny devito whatever right we were trying to look up the people and see what else i still couldn't tell who christopher lloyd was oh yeah i think you would if you saw it again i could point him out like it, it was i guess just because i'm so used to him being doc yes yeah doc brown yeah um um i guess like in the end he is set free he is yeah without giving away too much he is set free which is a really it was a good call on that man's part yeah um order being established so i feel like even in the end even though he's freed it's it's still different now. Mm-hmm. It's still different in the war that he's left such an impact. He's left an impact. He's changed their lives. And, you know, maybe they will they will fight for themselves or whatever of what they want, stuff like that. And maybe she'll be, you know, dealt with properly. Yeah. Um, it is one of three movies to ever win all big five major awards at the wow. Oscars. Do you want to guess the other two? Okay. Oh God! Please don't say Titanic. No. Okay. Um. The one I'm pretty sure you're not gonna get because okay. it's from 1934. Okay, that's fair. Gone with the Wind. No. Oh, I okay. guess though. Uh, Wizard of Oz. No. Uh, okay. it happened one night. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't know that. The other one you should get. The one, the other one we've actually watched recently. 
and I didn't realize. Saving Private Ryan. Ooh, no, but I thought you had me there with the. Shawshank Redemption. No. <laughs> Saw. I know. I was trying to like. Shaw. I was thinking. Now that made me think. Is it Shawshank? But Shawshank. Shawshank. Yeah. Um. Because I just went. So I thought. It is. It is an S. It's not The Shining. No. That'd be pretty great. That would be pretty cool. Um. Uh, I don't know. Silence of the Lambs. Oh. <laughs> Creepy. So yeah, one of three. I'm surprised it's. It was only three. Because then I've looked at the list, and yeah. there's a lot of movies that had won four, but none that had won all. Best director, best uh, best picture, best actor, best actress, and best screenplay, either adapted or original. Right, right. It's always like, oh, maybe you get three of those or four of those, but never the five, right? I, I don't know if there's ever a movie. I, I, I just, I doubt there's a movie that would ever win all five again. Really, eh? I just think- Right in my head, you know, it came it, Interstellar. It's the first one that popped in my head, but yeah. I just don't think it would win best picture. Sure. I feel like that would no, be the I, only one. Because hmm. other than that, I feel like Jessica Jastain, McConaughey. Anne Hathaway could have won it too. Or... But it's out of the big five. Oh, I was just thinking. Oh, to would win you, five? Yeah. To a supporting actress. Would you give it to Anne Hathaway or Jessica Chastain, right? Um, I would. Oh, supporting? Yeah. Probably Anne Hathaway. Because I would think Jessica yeah. Chastain would be like the lead. Right, right. Yeah interesting mm-hmm. uh did i say it's based on the book n- yeah 1962 novel no you did not uh under the same name and there was a 2020 series on netflix about nurse ratchet oh yeah i think sarah, sarah paulson who always does stuff Ugh, like that she's so good like you just yeah she can play anything she's so good and uh, the movie was produced by Michael Douglas after his dad sold him the rights. Right. Because his dad was on Broadway with they made it into a Broadway play. And then his dad bought the rights and then he gave it to his son, Michael. Yeah. Um, my last thing for this is for Jack Nicholson performances. Do you think <gasps> this or oh, The Shining? Shit. Um, so hard because this one's so fresh in my head. But I would say this one only because of, like, The Shining has, like, he's got those moments. But I would say One Flew Over's Cuckoo's Nest is, like, it, the whole movie he's uh, unbelievable in. Whereas The Shining, it's more, like, it's only near the end where I think his acting's, like, right where he's, like, crazy. But this one, like, I love when he comes back from the electroshock thing and he's, like, hobbling and he looks all, like, his face is all you know, like, uh, whatever. And then he just smiles. Like he's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'd have to say this one. Oh, I would, I would say this one pretty easily. I think the shining, I mean, talking about, we're going to do rated. I think the shining might be a little overrated, at least for right. his performance. I think it is still amazing, but I think compared to this, it's just not, not on the same level to no. me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree for sure. I also just, I still just want to call it One Flew Over. Like, right. I know it doesn't add the whole story, but I just feel like it's a mouthful to be like, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Why don't we just say Cuckoo's Nest? Because that's more fun to say than One that, Flew Over. That's Cuckoo. true. Cuckoo's Nest. Cuckoo's Nest. All right. Our next movie, 1977, Star Wars. You might have heard of it. It's just like this little independent film that, like, no one has seen. No, no, very underground. Yeah, you should totally go see it, though, guys. Go see it in the theaters. Out now. <laughs> Uh, directed by George Lucas, it is the fourth or the first installment. I would still call it the first. I would too, but then you have to say pre like it's it is takes some explaining. It's not just one cut like whatever. So even if you say it's the fourth, you have to say it came out first though. And if you say it's the first, then you have to say it's actually the fourth movie. Like you know, like it's always gonna take. Doesn't matter which way you say it to me. Like you're gonna have to explain for people that don't know. Yeah, I wonder, because I, I said as I was watching it to my girlfriend, I'm like, would you ever watch this? She's like, I'm not really into the sci-fi stuff, but she's like, I'll try it. And that made me think, I'm like, oh, I have to figure out how to show mm-hmm. show this story, but then also not spoil that Anakin yeah. is Luke Skywalker, or Anakin is Darth Vader. Yeah. Like it, it's a pretty big reveal. Yeah, for sure. Cause it's I, funny she doesn't like sci-fi. We just went and saw Dune. That's pretty sci-fi. Yeah, she did say she enjoyed it, though. Yeah, I think she'd like it. Um, so this t- tells the story of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. So he joined forces with old Ben Kenobi and Han Solo to save the rebellious Princess Leia from Darth Vader and the Empire. That's it. 
okay, good. Moving on. Yeah. No. <laughs> Rated. No. Um, I just, as even just the opening credits, every scene, I just thought, I can't imagine what this movie would have been like in 1977. Yeah. I'm sure there were so many people that were like, oh, this is awful. This is terrible. It's funny, though, because it has really held up. Like, it's crazy to me that you can watch a movie that was made in the 70s and it still, like, visually holds up. Like, it doesn't look cheesy. It doesn't look like it's still, it's, I don't know, but maybe I'm biased because I just, I like the story. So I really tried this time to be like, because I've seen it so many times, I was like, okay, just like focus on the fact that this is from the 70s. Like, does it still hold up? And I know there's stuff they do. They do have some stuff that's like updated and looks a little newer. Because dad was watching it with me. He pointed it out every single time. He goes, that's new. That's new. That that wasn't there before. That's new. Like, I was like, okay, this is a fun game we're playing. (laughs) Every time I watch any Star Wars now, I can't help but think of like the spoofs and the parodies that have been done. Right. Like every time I watch this now, I think of the Family Guy Star Wars. Right. And I think of the jokes they do. Like when um, I think Luke says to Han, like, oh, your ship, it's a piece of junk. Right. In Family Guy, they're like, uh, oh, thanks. My dad gave it to me. He died of cancer. Oh. And it's like very wow. like, do you feel good about yourself? Like it is very <laughs> right. like aggressive. And yeah. I had to stop myself from thinking of those jokes while watching it. Yeah. Um, I have to say like Luke Skywalker in the beginning really bugged me. I forgot that. Oh, he's, I think the whole movie he's annoying. He's so annoying. Like he's whiny and bratty. Yeah. He's like Slater from Dazed and Confused. Like he's just like he does. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> No, you're going to do, oh, I want to go with my friends. Like, I was like, wow. But then we were, t- Dad and I were talking about it. And he's like, but you have to see an evolvement of, of his character, right? Like, he's becoming, like, he's just supposed to be a kid kind yeah. of thing. And he's has to evolve into, like, this Jedi. So it's good. I'm like, I know, but it's a good thing that I didn't realize how much I didn't like him. Or maybe I wouldn't have watched the other ones because he's, he's your main character and if yeah. he's annoying yeah you don't know he's meant to evolve you just see the one movie and then you're like that kid's annoying man <laughs> holy jeez he was driving me crazy actually i was I, like i wrote down that he's a moody teenager yes and yeah especially with like helping helping your uncle out yeah it's just like no i don't want to i want to go, go i want to go to space camp right <laughs> all my friends are gone and i'm still here yeah yeah for sure i mean it does i also love how he's like but then he says to Kenobi, like, oh, but I can't go because, like, I have to help my aunt and uncle. And then in a very, like, dark way, his plans just kind of free up. Yeah. And then he very quickly moves on to, like, okay, well, nothing. There's nothing for me here Yeah, anymore. I might as well come with you. It's like, oh. Okay, Vacation we're just, time. We're just over that. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little disturbing. Yeah. That scene. Yeah. I, I will say this because I know dad loves this fact that apparently it wasn't the stormtroopers or the empire that actually did kill them. Oh, okay. That, like, burned that area or whatever right that someone else did it to frame the empire oh that's a fun theory yeah i i knew he liked that so i wanted to throw that there in there you for go him. shout out to you rob uh r2 and c3po i didn't realize how much c3po like how much they just like bicker yeah the whole movie yeah and it's like just, an old married couple eh? yeah like they're just like i'm not going that way yeah or even when the other r2 unit breaks and he's like you're lucky i stuck my <laughs> neck out for you yeah and they just have the, and it's amazing because you can't understand what R two D two is saying, but no. you could just tell by the tone of the beeps. Yeah, it was funny because when we were watching it, the dog was on the couch between us, and she couldn't get over the beeping. Like she kept staring at the TV with her head, like you know, and they turned their heads and stuff. And so it took her a really long time to calm down from when we first put it, put it on. She was like, she was kind of watching it with us. Cause she was like, "What is this beeping?" Um. I wrote down quite a few quotes, like, as I was going on, who, like, the first one was, uh, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi or my only, only hope. hope. Yeah. It's a great one. Well, because uh, that's the only one we hear for the longest time until we see the whole message. Yeah. That's all we see, right? I do like some things that they did show that this was more of a story, and I don't know if they've added it after, but, um... After Luke sees the message and he's ta- he's having dinner with Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru, and he's like, um... Yeah, she said something about Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mm-hmm. wonder if she's talking about Ben Kenobi. And they look at each other and in something in that in the time you're like, okay, whatever, it's just it's yeah. just some kind of throwaway thing. But now it's like they did a good job of doing this, even if they did it at the time, because now 
watching it now, you're like, oh, because they know Obi-Wan was the one that dropped Luke off. Yeah, yeah. We looked up because I wondered, Dad was like, I wonder whose side it's, anyways, I can't really say too much, but like, is it his aunt and uncle? And apparently it is not. Yeah, I don't think so. I thought it was just someone random. Yeah, it's like these random people, whatever. But it's, they call them aunt and uncle. So we were like, oh, I wonder if it's like mom's side or dad's side. We were talking about it. So then he looked it up and it is, it's no relation. No. Um, The John Williams music. Yeah. The score. It just hits on every level. He's unbelievable. It's every scene. You're just like, like, I'm like bobbing my head and I'm like, I'm supposed to be paying attention to the laser sword and blaster battle. But like. It's just such good music. He just knows how to do it, right? Like if there was ever somebody built for a job, that is John Williams is built for putting music to in movies is, you know, because it's not just Star Wars. Like he does lots of things. Like mm-hmm. he's he's got a real gift for that. Uh, ben, when so Obi-Wan saves Luke from the sand people mm-hmm. and then Luke's like, oh, like, do you know who Obi-Wan is? Like, is he a relative? And yeah. they just and again, another example of doing a good job of like oh obi-wan that's a name i haven't heard heard. for a long time yeah he even says hello there which is like a big like internet meme from like the prequel movies with you and mcgregor and um just as like i haven't heard that name in so long it just like again it was like a heartwarming feeling almost right right to like he was coming back to this world i wonder how old you were when we actually showed it to you it's probably pretty young yeah, Dab is probably just so excited. Okay, guys, buckle up. Because <laughs> he's not, like, he loves movies, but this is his whole everything, right? Yeah. Um, when they, like, show the lightsaber, and I just can't help in my head to not think, like, ah, so it's just, like, a laser sword. Right. <laughs> and it, it, it's That's, effective. Yeah. Even when they describe the Force, I like that it's not just, like, this entity and you, there's no rhyme or reason for it it's just the fl- force flows through you and it's around you and then it's, it's just it's, it's on you to find it and use it yes yeah um darth vader is just i think he gets underrated as a villain because mm-hmm. he is just like like that opening scene where he just like the stormtroopers just mow down everybody and he just walks through and he just chokes a guy out because he's not giving them plans even though he's like i don't know where they are and i I think there's a chance he genuinely didn't know right they might not have told everyone yeah yeah and then he chokes starts choking his own like lieutenant or whatever and he's like i find your lack of faith disturbing (laughs) and again it's james earl jones as darth vader like the voice and it's just such a powerful voice through this like talk box yeah for sure and just hear his breathing but it's still just such a good intense villain yeah yeah i agree for sure um and in using the force obi-wan they're still on tatooine and he goes these are not the droids you're looking for (laughs) using the force to um not change the mind but convince someone weak-minded yeah yeah and just the way this is and i like the way he does his hand movement like it's so subtle and then he's just like these are not the move along like right move along move along like yeah just gets them so easily um the han shoots first scene because they're just he's going through so i i didn't realize that went in this order that they made the plans with obi-wan and luke to use the ship and then as he's getting up he gets stopped by Greedo, a bounty hunter, and they have this conversation. And they do they do a not-so-subtle job setting up of what's about to happen. The part that I found funny is so they both basically shoot at the same time. Greedo's shot goes, like, above his head. Right. And then Han hits him, like, straight on. Of course. And I think they added in because Jabba, Jabba then is then oh, outside. No. That's, it was added in. I assume. Yes, that was one of my things that Dad was like, that wasn't in there before. <laughs> Jabba wasn't there before. I'm like, okay. Um, And then... I feel like I'm jumping a bit, but then to me, the next major scene they get on, they get trapped into the Death Star in this great, like, uh, let's go land on that small moon. It's like, that's, that's not, not a small moon. No. That's not a moon. It's a battle station. And they were being, like, pulled in. Yeah, tractor right? beam. Yeah. And then eventually they end up stuck in the trash compactor, which I can't, I feel like, does that scene stress you out? Yeah, completely. Yes. I, I thought it would just the. My thing would be what they were saying, like, get lay on top, like, get up, though, right? Because if there's a lot of garbage on the bottom, like, it can't fully close, right? That was my thinking, too. But 
Yeah, no, it's stressed. And she's she's really funny when she gets rescued. She's like, what kind of rescue mission is this? And she's really snotty too, right? And she's like, not very appreciative of just no. like, because she's about to get killed Yeah, for not sharing the information. It's like, okay, like they're here to rescue you. Yeah, they don't have a plan, but they're figuring it out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they do ultimately save her and they get back to the rebellion and they have like basically like 30 minutes to get this plan together and get in the air and they have like one they found this is the funny thing though about these kind of movies it's like they figured out a way to like blow the thing up and there's like one place that you can do it and it's like first of all whoever's designing this death star why would there be a place where you can get rid of like right why is there something if you shoot at it the whole thing blows up and then secondly like how you know like it's just yeah what are the chances you're gonna get this one shot with That's, the force with the force use the force luke it'll the force will will be in you always always um so han then is in it for the money he gets his big reward for saving the princess he pieces out yeah he's like uh, i'm out i got my no, reward i'm, I'm not done. gonna not yeah. gonna go fight and then he has this conversation with luke about leia and he's like do you ever think a girl like her and a guy like me? And Luke's like, no. <laughs> it's also awkward at this time. She's like, ah, but that's like, that's your sister. Right. Obviously, he doesn't know that. No. But um, then Han doesn't really care until he finds out Luke's interested in her. And then he's right. like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe I should go after the princess. Yeah. he's. I think he's one of the best characters in this. Like, I think Han Solo is, he's just a, I don't know. He's like that he's likable but not like he's just yeah like he's got a I like his dichotomy of the character and stuff like he's because I find Luke bratty I find Princess Leia like she's tough but she's a little bit snotty too and I love Obi-Wan but he's not in it a lot like no he's passing the torch yeah so like you don't have a lot of redeeming like like characters so i find him at least he's funny like he's kind of an ass and he's kind of obnoxious but he's funny yeah and he comes in clutch let's just say he He comes comes in clutch he comes back and helps save the day yes and after they save the day they have this nice ceremony yeah and i'm surprised they didn't change this because a lot of people have been outraged about this forever Luke and Luke and Han are sitting there with medals. Chewie doesn't have a medal. Aww. He's a part of it. Yeah. He's he was a part one of, of the it. heroes. They should all have it. Yeah. If you're there, right? Mm-hmm. Um other than that, like again, it just made me think I'm just I wanna watch all of these again. You wanna do it again? Yeah. I really liked um one I would definitely watch again was the Rogue One, the one with Felicity Jones. I mm-hmm. haven't seen that one. So then I asked Dad because you know at one point when they the Death Star blows up like a a planet to show yeah yeah to be like okay we're gonna blow this up but then i was like in the end of rogue one a planet blows up and i was like is that the planet because i never sometimes i don't know the order of yeah so rogue one is before this oh okay gotcha the they actually it's funny that they do i think it's in the like crawl like the early crawl that like the opening crawl that um there were spies that retrieved the plans for the Death Star, which is what they did in that movie. Gotcha. Look at you. Yeah. It yeah. is It is a really... It does add... Like, the movies they do now, it's cool because they just... You can p- put them in these little places in time. Like, right. The Mandalorian doesn't even happen until after Return of the Jedi. Oh, okay. So right. they aren't really Jedi at that point. Uh-oh. Where'd they go? I feel like... In, I guess maybe not in The Phantom Menace, but, like, A New Hope and then even the Mandalorian and when they did the first like the force awakens they weren't really Jedi anymore like right. it was just whoever the bad guy is that's the Jedi that's the Jedi yeah and there's one in hiding mm. old man in hiding old man uh yeah I, I if you haven't seen these movies there's, oh, there's boy. nine of them Buckle there's tv up. shows there's yeah everything in between perfect if you need some time consumed star wars is a good <laughs> star answer wars i also good. wore a star wars shirt you for did. today it's really nice i love the color it's like yeah. a purpley i like purple and it's and it's the mandalorian i couldn't find a just normal star wars That's shirt okay i like that you're coming prepared it's good yeah all right let's get into our our new segment rated rated so we have some tv comedies and we're 
going to decide if they are underrated, overrated, or properly rated. Yeah, we have 16, but some of them are just you or I. Yeah. Um, so it was funny when I was going through this, and I was trying to think of like what made, what I liked about it, the show or what I didn't. And I was thinking like comedy is a really hard one. I think it's the hardest one because everybody's sense of humor is so different, right? Mm. So I was trying to think of like different words of, oh, why I thought this was funny and stuff or whatever. So I find comedy is a tough one. Not everybody thinks the same, mm-hmm. right? Uh, number one, Ted Lasso. It has to be underrated because there just aren't enough people talking about it. No matter everyone that, mm-hmm. or majority, of, I guess we can't say everyone, majority of the of people that have seen it love it, but it's also, it's not as accessible as other shows. That is true. I put it as just right, but I think that you're only because I was thinking it's gotten a lot of accolades at all the awards. Like they win everything at every award, like Golden Globes, Emmys. And that Emmys, was just season one. And that was just season one. So I'm sure it's going to be the same for season two, hopefully. But um, so I did say it was just right, but I agree with you in the fact that not enough people are, have watched it and it isn't as accessible because you do have to have Apple, right? So. Yeah. Which is fine. Apple's great anyway. I was going to say, I think uh, uh, to me, it, it might be worth it just for Ted Lasso. Oh, 100%. And you get the morning show too. Like there's a couple of good gems on there. So I think it's worth it. Uh, friends, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say it's overrated. Just because, I mean, I'm glad to see it's lived on yes. through generate, or I guess generation. But I just think overall as a show, it just, to me, it doesn't hold up. Right. And I actually say it's uh, I actually put on here the humor does hold up. And I also think their chemistry was like pure magic. Like, I don't know if you're ever going to get a show where everybody gets along that well. And that because they were really good friends in real life, it does come across in the screen. There's only so much acting you can do. Like when you really like people, I think it comes across. And I think that it is... um, I think it's a type of show that even when you play it now, it wouldn't get canceled. Like they've never, their humor has stayed pretty. Yeah. Like it's not obscene. Yeah. Or it hasn't. Yeah. Like I think it's just, it's just funny. I don't know. Yeah. I said it was just right for me. It's just like, I wouldn't say it's overrated or underrated, but I would say for me, it's just right. Like it's a perfect, it's still my, you know me. Yeah. My, it's my show. I just watched the reunion again last night. I did notice that. I know. I like it. Veep. Ah, uh, that's a good one. I would s- probably still say underrated. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think underrated. I've heard enough people like. And again, I haven't watched all of it, but from what I did watch, the only reason I just kind of like I didn't stop watching because I didn't like it. I just kind of other shows kind of got in the way. Yeah. But it is just it well, is it's when you're waiting for a new season, you watch other things. That's yeah. all it is, right? Like it's then you kind of and then you forget to kind of go back to it or whatever. It is like so perfectly politically incorrect and it's about politics. So I put underrated as well because I don't think enough people have watched it and I don't think enough people understand Julia Louis Dreyfus like talent. Like mm-hmm. I just don't I know she won awards for it and stuff like that, but I still don't think that she's appreciated at the level that she should be at. But it is the type of humor, I will say, out of all of these shows on this list, it is not for everyone. It if is very you, dark. If you are, if you get offended easily or if you, not even offended easily, but it is a definitely a type of humor. And if you don't like it right away, it will not be the show. So I have a funny little tidbit for this one. I was getting my allergy shot and the man loves my last name. He's always like, oh, Scully, like X-Files, whatever, right? And so he was X-Files got us on to shows. He's like, well, what kind of shows do you know? What do you like? And whatever. So we talked and we had a few shows that we both liked. So he goes, well, what are you watching now? And so I said, I'm watching a show Veep. And I kind of explained it. And I said, it's, you know, it's not for everybody. It's, it it could be, it could make you, it could offend you or it could be whatever. You might not enjoy the humor. Anyway, so he went home and he told his wife about it. So I go back the next week, right, for the allergy shot. And he's like, yeah, my wife did not like it. He goes, I liked it and I will continue watching it. But my wife did not like it. And it, and in that moment, I was like, it is true. It is not for everybody. But it is an underrated yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shit's Creek. 
before I would have said underrated, but I think the attention it's gotten since it's been done, I think it's probably properly rated now. So I put, yeah, I put just right, properly rated, but I said only from the last season is what I put in as an asterisk. Like I, no one really watched it. And then all of a sudden on the last season, it got like all the buzz and then the show was over. So it was kind of like it missed it. It's too bad. It didn't happen in like season three or something. Yeah. And gotten a little more, but I put it as, yeah. Just right, properly. Yeah, it's it's gotten its due now. But, yes, but the first few seasons, like it, it gets. I would say it took me a few episodes to get into it. Again, it is a type of humor. Like these are spoiled, bratty people who are very rich, and they get shoved into a motel. Yeah, all together, and so it is again probably a type of humor. It's not offensive or anything, but it is a type of humor. And if you don't like it in the beginning, first few episodes, you're probably not going to like it because that is the humor but you do start getting to know the characters more right that's another thing you have to give characters develop like time to develop and get to know them right Mm -hmm. the office u.s i i love the office actually i feel like i weirdly want to say overrated now wow but i also i'm i guess it's probably properly because i think there's enough people out there that don't like it and are pretty adamant about not liking it and how could you ever like this show so i would say properly see i put underrated i don't think it's like yeah i don't know i think because i've recently just rewatched like the entire whole season mm-hmm. when meg wasn't you know up and Wait, whatever. you guys like done did you watch all of it i'm pretty sure we got most of it done yeah just maybe the last season i'm not a big fan of the last season kind of once steve corral bj novak and mindy kaling leave in one season it's a hard one to recover from but it is i i, I don't know for me it's like one of the funniest shows like it would be in my if i had to make a top five it would definitely be in my top five so the office ted lasso we'll do it after okay uh modern family Again, this is this is my version of The Office that I just rewatched it recently, so I would say underrated. I just think every like the situational writing, and it starts with episode one when they're talking about they're bringing Mitch and Cam are bringing Lily home, and they're like, "Oh, look at that baby with the cream puffs." <laughs> right. And Mitch gets up and gives this whole speech of like, "Like it, it's we can have a baby. Like it's like we need to evolve. Like think about the year it is." Yeah. And then he's like. Mitch, 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 the baby has cream, cream puffs, puffs, like holding actual cream puffs. Yeah. And it's just like, everybody follow the birthday flag. What did right. you call me? Like, it's just so. I would say, though, for me, I would say it's like just right as in like it got a lot of the accolades and stuff in the in the, you know, very beginning. But it did start to teeter off. I wouldn't say it's not as funny, but I think there's only so long. Like, I think shows have a shelf life and i don't think you should push too long no for watching it all the way through there's not that much of a dip there is a dip but i think if you had like watching it waiting season to season it's more noticeable but then you start getting you start getting used to the like you know what's gonna for me i could figure out what's gonna happen because i started getting used to their writing like in the beginning to me it was so it was so off-brand like it was so different and you could and you the connections that they make and it was just it was so well done but then near the end I could kind of start figuring it out and I start they start running out of ideas right like let's put Haley and Dylan together and let's they have like you know there's only so much you can do I guess I also think as the kids grew up they became less likable yeah I like them when they were young too but like what are you gonna do they have to grow nope life in pieces um, I will give the floor to you, but I will definitely say it's underrated. It is an underrated show. And the problem with the show is it got compared to Modern Family. And I'm not saying one is more funny than the other because they both have their strengths and their weaknesses. But the fact that people, if it had come at a different time, I think it would have been more well received because it came in a time where Modern Family was at its peak. And I think people thought, Oh, they're just trying to do another modern family and it is not modern family. It is no, especially very different. It is way, about a family. But the way they tell their story is a lot more unique. It's so unique and it's like these little like 10 minute stories or f- maybe even less. I was going to say cuz it's usually I think there's four. Is I was there going to say it's three or four. Three or four in one in a half an hour and so you're really having to get that comedy and get the story in at in a short period of time. It's like reading a novel to compared to a short story. 
So you're not having as much time to get that funny story out. And I think they did a brilliant job and I was really sad it ended because I thought it was a really good show. I thought it just didn't, it just didn't hit the right mark for people. And Jen is the best thing. Zoe Lister Jones, if you're listening, you are a god. She's a goddess. She's the best. Yeah, she was my favorite in the show. Anytime she was on, I was like, you are the best thing ever. So uh, moving on, number eight is Seinfeld. Hmm. I mean, for a show about nothing, it's, I would probably say properly rated. Yeah, me too. Because to me, it's one of the best comedy shows ever. And again, for this kind of like ensemble group, and I weirdly think it makes the show better that none of them could really do anything after the show. Right. Is that everyone just thought of them as that show. Like Julie Louis-Dreyfus like the only one, didn't though. really do anything until like Veep. Veep was like her big comeback, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I am curious though, to, if I rewatched it now, I'm, I agree with you for sure. I think it's like properly rated. I think it's one of the best shows ever made, but it's not a show I rewatch. So it's funny because there's like, you know, friends, life and pieces. Like there's certain shows I rewatch, uh, that isn't one I do, but I still, I would still put it in like high, high regard. But I wonder now if, would it be canceled? Would it be received as well? And now, because they make fun of people, like they're not good people, right? No, I think just like Kramer alone probably wouldn't, wouldn't make it. Not just Michael Richards for the stuff he said, but I think just Kramer's character, there's a lot of oddball stuff with him. Yeah. Yeah. So be interesting. Uh, Big Bang Theory. First of all, disclaimer, neither of us watch the show. No, but I just wanted to take about 30 <laughs> seconds to shit on it because like I don't it, be mean. It's a show. But no, it's a show that we've seen pieces of because we usually would watch a show and then Big Bang Theory would be on after. Yeah. And yeah. we just forget to change the channel and you'd watch a few minutes and maybe we're just too dumb to understand it. Maybe. But to me, it's just it just I don't get how it's funny. And I also and I think this is something that hurts friends. And I think Seinfeld, too. I can't remember if they both use a laugh track. But to me, a laugh track really hurts a show. Friends is not a laugh track. Friends is a live audience. Just yeah. so you know. Sometimes it does not sound It doesn't sound consistent. Or it oh, does okay. sound like too consistent. But it is like when you watch the reunion, they show you they they did the live tapings either Thursday or Friday nights. And then while they did a scene, this is friends we're talking about. While they did a scene, if it didn't get a laugh, they would go back and change it on the spot because wow. they wanted that laugh so they they have a video of them all huddled together because a, a joke didn't work and they're all huddled and they're trying to come up with ideas really fast and then they redid it so i i agree with you on the laugh tracks but friends wasn't a laugh track big bang theory 100 percent a laugh track yeah i don't want to be told when to laugh i want to laugh when i think it's funny you can't tell me you're not like you can't do a joke and then be tell me to laugh like, yeah. that makes me the opposite did you hear this funny joke ha 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 so funny <laughs> so funny yeah i agree though it's overrated uh letter kenny underrated underrated I, I mean maybe it wouldn't be because it is a very like canadian show yeah but so it should well Shit's creek's not canadian though. like it's not making fun of no Canadians. especially when you have someone like Eugene Levy like you right. have that like name there with Letter Kenny it's not really a name like I can't even think of, it's Jared Kisizo I'm pretty sure yeah something like that I don't know like it and it works because there isn't some A-list superstar right it's pretty funny and everyone just plays the role and like just they repeat so much of not the storylines but like and I was doing this the other day and like right. there's so much that's repeated and like it, to me, I just love the hockey. The hockey guys are the best. The hockey guys, and even when they go and play with the men, and there's the guy they like never show on screen, but it's Shorzy, and he has this really high pitched voice, and he's always like, uh, I don't know if I could do it right now on the spot, but he's like, give your balls a talkie tip fucker, or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. And he always would yell stuff like that at them, and like the coach would always just like freak out for no reason. Like, it's just such funny characters. It'd be, um, if you can't, or if you, I don't want to say witty, but if you're not fast on the jokes, you will miss them too, because it's like a very witty yeah. show. It's As fast paced and witty, and you have to be kind of paying attention at all times, right? Mm -hmm. So, and you might need subtitles too, because they, they talk, talk really fast, talk and really like, fast. especially some of them, like um, McMurray, I think is his name. Mm -hmm. If him and like the main character Wayne are talking, they both 
like mumble and they talk really fast and they have an accent so like it's a lot to process if they're talking to each other yeah and they and they do they talk kind of over each other and at each other like it's yeah it's a lot but it's good it's a funny one uh number 11 happy endings uh i know this is more your show but it's probably underrated especially if you don't compare it to anything else yeah, I think again it came in a time when Friends was at a peak, and or or maybe it came after. I'm not sure, but it's it's always going to be compared to Friends. You can't. I don't know if you can do a show anymore. I mean, maybe there's been enough. To, it's been 17 years. Maybe there's been enough time that people are willing to open their hearts up to like a Friends, like not Friends, but like a like an a, like a TV show based on Friends. And Happy Endings was like that. I mean, it wasn't the same type of humor, but it was it was a funny show. Like, it was cute, and it was, yeah. And I again, loved. I didn't think anyone was, like, the star of it. Yeah, which always, I feel, makes it a little more successful, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, King of Queens. I mean, watch this for, like, most of my childhood so it's probably properly rated yeah that's what i said too like we we loved it as a family like it was always that show we'd watch at like dinner time or something right we'd always have that like reruns and stuff like that i don't think i would rewatch it now though no every now and then i'll like i'll see it and i'll put it on i'm like no i'm good right there's other things i would rather watch brooklyn 99 underrated underrated with exclamation points this is one of the most underrated comedies on tv like they flip flop too. Like they lose it, and then another network picks it up. And I don't think people really understand how funny the show is. Like it is funny. Once you get a couple seasons, like I know it's hard to say watch a couple seasons, but like once you're just intertwined with the characters, and they do write the story so well, where like any joke that's out there, like they just combine them so well. Yeah. No, it is. It's one of the best. It's just a good. It's a good show. Nine nine. It's sad. Nine, nine. I think it's done now, is that? Yeah, I think it's done. It's hard. It really had to go. I, I mean, you know. And I think they're going out at the right time. Yeah, I think, again, you just, you just start pushing it too far, right? The Good Place. So this is mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say it's underrated. I think that the brilliance of this show is it's so subtle in the depth of what they're trying to talk about, which is like, the afterlife and how we're living now on earth and how we interact with people and how connection is so important, but they do it in such a subtle way that you don't even realize that that's what the show is kind of about. And they do it in such a funny way. The characters are incredible and, um, they really talk about some deep shit, but they don't talk about it. You know, like, it's not like they sit down and they're like, let's talk about the afterlife. Like it's, I don't know. It's really done. I think it was really, it might be a little ahead of its time. I think, I don't know if people were really ready for it quite yet, but. So it's something you could see like maybe in a couple of years, it has more of like a cult following. Yeah. Like it's, and so, and I will say about this, about the show, we started it when it first came out. We always try and watch all the new shows to see what we're going to like. And we did start it and we didn't like it in the first the first episode, we were like, nah, it's not for us. Then revisited it a couple years later, and I plowed through the seasons. Like, it's, again, though, that's why I think it's, it was ahead of its time. I don't think people were ready for that kind of humor or existential, like, what it's going to what it's gonna make you think of. Because you think of it as a comedy, but it, it does have a little more depth to it. So, mm-hmm. this one's yours. Number 15 is Community. This is this is a hard line to teeter. I would ultimately say it is probably overrated because it's a show that as soon as you lose a character, it doesn't work anymore. So for those who don't know, it's about this like study group. They're all in like a community college and it's like some pretty heavy hitters. Joel McHale, Chevy Chase, Donald Glover, Allison Bree, um, I can't Yvette Nicole Brown. Love her. Uh Jillian Jacobs yes if I'm thinking of the right person yeah I'm gonna look it up because I also can't remember who um Raj yeah isn't uh, it? let me I'll look it up because now I it's so not Aziz no no it's no. uh that's your show right um do 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 stalling for time uh Danny Pudi Putty um uh Abed right. so like Abed. Troy and Ab- Abed or Abed they, they, there's some people that say it wrong it's kind of it, the only part that's kind of hard to watch is Chevy Chase because his character is like pretty racist mm-hmm. and like we kind of found out he's more he's like that in real like life that. yeah um, 
Ken Jeong plays like a pretty small role, but like he's kind of always in the background somewhere and he's pretty quirky. Uh Jim Rash, who kind of always plays like a like a quirky character as like right. their principal. Yeah. And he's he's really funny. Uh John Oliver is mm-hmm. in it, which is like it, it's weird to see. I stopped watching before any character left. So I left it at properly rated. Okay. But they did do like a couple more seasons. Right, right. And yeah. it just it it's a show I'll never go back to and watch the ending of because I know it won't be as good as soon as you lose a character. So you're like leaving it at the point where you're like, that was a great show and that's where it ends for me. And I think it's like season four, four or five. I think five is when, because they also had some like, they uh, fired her, like their head writer and brought him back. Like right. they missed him for a season. You can see a season has a pretty like big gap in it. Yeah. Interesting. And the last one I have on our list is Parks and Rec, which is mine. Um, I think this is underrated. I think that it is, it's like, um, it's kind of like The Office in the way of they all work in a in a Parks and Rec department in a, in a town. Amy Poehler is brilliant. Aubrey Plaza, you have Chris Pratt, you have Retta, you have... Aziz. Aziz Ansari. Nick you Offerman. Nick Offerman. Rob Lowe. Yeah. Like you can't. Um, what's oh, Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Like it is so brilliantly cast and played and it's so funny and it does have that heartwarming because she's she loves her. Amy Poehler loves her job so much and no one else does. And she just really wants the best for this town. And so there I don't, it's yeah, I really I loved it. I'm I didn't watch it, though. When it was on, we binged it during a, it was one of our pandemic shows and we plowed through it and it was a perfect pandemic show because it was happy and funny and right. I'm also going to say this show had, has my favorite outtake of all time. Which is? Um, I don't know what the, because I haven't watched it, but the context, they're like sitting there and they're like, oh, let's talk about great comebacks, you know, the Mighty Ducks, Robert Downey Jr. And Chris Pratt's character goes, oh, Kim Kardashian. They're like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she had come on her back. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. Like, it's one of those, like, I've seen so many outtakes from the show where they clearly, like, they're in the middle of a scene and someone makes a joke that just throws everyone off and they all just start laughing. I'm like, that is like, that is like a perfect joke because everyone's like, what? Kim Kardashian? Because then it's a moment when they're like, are we still doing, doing the, the show sh- yeah, or are you going to we... throw us off? Right, like, right. Yeah, she has come on her back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah i know it's a funny show it's a really and it's where my love of retta came along and then i started what and then she came, we went on good girl the good girls so then i followed her there which i love that show as well like i read her book like i i want her instagram stories are probably the best on instagram yeah she's one of my favorites i love her the retta verse the retta i love her yeah so that's it that's our tv show that's our tv edition of ranked Rated. Rated. Why do I keep saying that? I was going to say, if we had to rank all of these shows, that would be intense. What would be your top five? Uh, from Just from this list? No. What's your... T- or I guess that's too hard, Maybe right? let's just do top five from the list. So I probably can't do order, but definitely Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Right. Uh, Modern Family. Ted Lasso. Schitt's Creek. Um... So I have one spot left for The Office, Big Bang Theory. (laughs) You're a liar. You're a liar. So in my, like The Office, I don't know. Did I say Schitt's Creek? I think you did, yeah. You did Schitt's Creek, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Modern Family, Ted Lasso. You did. Ted Lasso, Schitt's Creek, Modern Family, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, that's tough. So it's pretty much The Office or Seinfeld are like the two. Yeah. I would probably go with Seinfeld. Right. Over The Office. Yeah. I, mine are the top five we talked. I have Ted Lasso, Friends, Veep, Schitt's Creek, The Office. Those are my top five. I wouldn't want to rank those though. Okay. So rank them? No. Okay. Rated. Rated. Not ranked. <laughs> ranked, rated, yeah. 
No, those would be that's my top five for TV shows. So you don't want to rank every single season of the friend of Friends? I was gonna say the Friends. No, but it's definitely after Ross and Rachel break up. Those are the best. Like the middle se- seasons are the best ones. Those are the ones I generally watch the most of. Like I don't know off by heart, guys. Whoa! All right. Made fun of Dad for doing that with Star Wars. I know. I know. I'm also surprised Empire Strikes Back isn't on here because, like, to me, that's like the best movie ever. No. <laughs> 62 for me. 62. That is Spirited Away. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. So this is like an anime kind of movie. It is very out there. I have to warn you. Really? Yeah. It's like not it, about the horse. No, that's. Okay. I think that's just spirit. spirit. Okay. And I... Spirited Away. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have number 44, which... We are about to go down a journey that I am not prepared for. Funny enough, this is a cool connection. Both of these movies we picked, I watched in school, like oh, in okay. a, like a big screen. So like it was really cool. Number forty four is Memento. Ah, Dad likes this movie too. Actually, this one I'll. Mess I with still, you. I honestly, I I'm just know. gonna say it now. I still don't know. <laughs> I still don't understand. I still, it. they uh, they tell you what happens at the end, and I still, still don't. Know. You still don't believe it. I'm still confused. <laughs> I, I need I need them to show me in chronological order what happened. So this is the Guy Pierce one, right? Yeah. The I was gonna say Christopher here. Nolan, but yeah, is it? It says on there who it is, and I can't read. It kind of looks like Christopher Nolan from here. What number again? Forty four. Yeah. Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Of course it is. Because he's, right? He's Christopher Nolan. Because that's the type of movie he's going to do. So we'll have those two movies and some other... Something else. Yeah. We always do something else. (laughs) We always do. We should just always call it something else. Yeah. It's just something else. What's the something else this week? I don't know. We're going to find out. All right. Casey, you got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. And besides that, we'll see you next time. Bye.